Welcome to Idea Factory Giveaway. A guest-guided tour through the junk drawer of my brain. I'm your host, John. And I'm your co-host, Besha. Besha, how, how are you doing? What's going on? Well, I've discovered a new level of gentrification on Valencia Street. Mm, do go on. The yoga shop closed. <laughs> There's a special level of gentrification hell when a yoga studio is, can no longer sustain itself and is, on 20-something white people, which San Francisco is full of. What, what, what is in its place? Uh, brown paper wrappers. There's oh, there's nothing there currently, which I is see. what really worries me. That is yes. The mm. landlord raised the price so high oh. that they had to move out immediately. Is my guess. Wow. I don't know. I, ju- I just think that's a level above the six dollar a cup, uh, two ounce hot chocolate. Yes. Or the you know store devoted entirely to vanilla beans. Yes. Or, or the headphone store. Or the headphone store. Oh, Ooh, or God. that, or that place that has all the vintage typewriters, which is apparently applying for a liquor license. What? <laughs> well, of course, it, I mean, why wouldn't it? I think why that was it? the point where driving down Valencia Street, I said, "Fuck you." <laughs> I can see the appeal, though. I can see the wanting to go into a place and just go. You know, I haven't typed on a real typewriter since I was a child. I want to sit there. And, you know, make giant clacking noises with a piece of paper and have a glass of bourbon by my side and pretend to be Papa. You know, especially... (laughs) If only you could have a cigar. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce our guest for this episode... Our good friend, Yas. Hello. It's great to be back. Oh, my God. Welcome back, It's good to have you back. Um, Here's the question, though. In this notion you have of of the bar with the typewriters, is it possible that you might be able to charge for paper? So it's like it's a buck if you want a sheet of paper, and then, you know, and you, you can just, you can do all of your typing... And you get to take it home with you afterwards. It's, that, it's Valencia Street. It's $50 for a 15-minute stop. <laughs> yeah, it's that work. Plus, you can also do the, you know, here's your basic, you know, $1 for your basic whatever. Here's $10 for the thick cartridge kind of, you know, heavy GM. What is it? What, Look what, at what, that what? watermark. <laughs> That's where you go totally American psycho on it. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Um, We've created a beautiful thing here. I think that we have already, and we're only like a couple of minutes in. This is fantastic. Well, uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the idea of this podcast, it's funny I should say the idea, because this podcast is nothing but ideas, specifically ideas that I have had in the course of the last, I'm going to say, decade or so, uh, that I have just been writing down and doing nothing with. So now it's time to put them out into the world with the help of my excellent friends. And who knows, if you... Uh, listen to this idea and you think, you know what, that sounds like a great idea. I think you should go ahead and do it. I would just like credit and a cut. I want a cut too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. No. Yeah. The, any cut that I get will be distributed to my co-host. In beer. At, in in, be, in or beer whiskey. form. Or whiskey. Whiskey's acceptable. Whiskey form. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we can we can go with uh, hard or liquid currency. Feed me apparently. whiskey. Done. Internet. Done. <laughs> well. Do, do, do. So, uh, 
We have granted Yaz access to the vault of ideas. Oh, and the, the lights glittering off my glasses. There's so much here. I can't believe it. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> we have a two-key system, too, so that, you know. Yes, exactly. I've seen people, I've seen people you things wouldn't believe. No. <laughs> Sorry. So, Yaz, what are the shiniest things in the vault? So, there's a few things. There's, there is one that has obviously caught my eye that I'm going to save. Mm. For later, let's see All if right. we can pass through the first two. Okay, in fairly fast. The first one is Meta, mm. a Vegas casino. Oh, okay. It's all right. So, uh, when was the last time you were in Vegas on the Strip and went to New York, New York, which yeah. is like right? It's like a model of New York City. Oh, it's like the half size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, who, so what this casino would be is a model of <laughs> Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> there's like a tiny Luxor. <laughs> And there's like a little, you know, there's like a Mandalay Bay. Like, yeah, it's, it is. It <laughs> so it's a, a tiny Riviera with tiny fountains. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, we, we can all see it in our minds. But how do you like, replicate that deadening sense of having walked for three hours indoors without seeing the sun in a straight line dodging the slot machines. I mean, uh, I think gently curving walls so that you <laughs> you're all you're continually walking in a circle, but you don't know it. You don't even you're realize right. that you're looping around the teeny tiny yes. Luxor, exactly, and the fake Irish pub. Yes, yes, it's, my this parents is, love that pub. This is the greatest fuck you to Umberto Eco I've ever heard. <laughs> Pretty sure Italo Calvino wrote about this <laughs> right. at some point. It's just basically all of them. I just it's, it's just see this, this line of kind of Italian postmodernists and French postmodernists outside Shaking protesting. Shaking their heads. You know, it's like John Baudrillard is going to be spinning in his you grave. You did this. That's true. I uh, that was that was always my intention. It was not. <laughs> I can't it was commentary. I it, was, can't it was extremely well thought out. But uh, but yeah, no. That, so that's the idea. Meta. That's amazing. A Vegas casino experience. I, I, especially if you can have, you know, New Yorkers trying their best to do a fake Nevada accent. <laughs> what does Nevada accent even sound like? I, I don't, it, it's something that just lets you have guns. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, or gamble, whatever. Yeah. It's, you know, the, the, oh God, anything, especially to, to, if you can reclaim the sheer brain bending insanity. I remember when the first, I've only been to Vegas once, but there was that time of, um, the third, the only time I've been landing and, and my brain just started curling into a protective ball, mm. you know, as soon as the strip came up and out the window. Mm-hmm. And then when we went, we, we stayed at the Luxor and we asked how to get to our rooms. Obviously the, in the reception, they said, right, you go past, you go down there past that Starbucks take a left and then right at the second start <laughs> and that, that was the point where Ruin said you're on your own for the weekend have fun <laughs> so so yeah something to to, to reclaim that kind of insanity so, I, so yes no I think that it can be done that was all I was mm-hmm. going to say awesome do it please <laughs> I just need to contact some land developers we'll be we'll over here <laughs> not not doing that <laughs> Well, as long as somebody does it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So, SF San Francisco, presumably, Lutka Boutique. Ah, yes. Okay. 
Latka pancake? Y- yes. Uh, I feel like... Latka is in the potato f- the pot- pancakes. Yeah. The potato pancakes. I think that we could make a, a, a restaurant that was based solely around potato pancakes. Oh, yeah. They're amazing, and I want them all the time. And so, why not just have that? We can have that, right? There, I mean, look, there are restaurants out there that just do ice. I mean, ice cream right. shops are a right. are a, a, an accepted part of the fabric of society at this point. Yeah. There are hot dog carts. Yeah. There, there are, are burger bacon joints. restaurants. Yeah, there's the bacon. The yeah, bacon bacon truck. Exactly the mm-hmm. bacon. Ba- I think that we could. I think that we could do well with uh, with a latka joint. You know, there is a coffee shop on Mission south of uh, Cesar Chavez that sells latkes. Wow. Yeah. I was very disappointed when all I wanted was a chocolate croissant and I had a choice between oniony or not oniony. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. Who wants to put who wants onions on a croissant? Well, it wasn't on a croissant, it was in the latkes. Oh, I see. Oh, oh, right, got sorry. It, got yes. It, got it. yes. Le- onion, no. That, that's for the terrible list. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a latke purist. Mm-hmm. No right. onions. That's all, all right. I'm saying. I approve. Don't they have onion? I, I'm trying to remember if I, I mean I, I, I'm a bad Jew in many ways, but the uh, I thought there was a sprinkling of onions in. You know what? I could be wrong. There, there, I'm might, not sure. there might be. I feel maybe like very light, not not obvious, that. not yeah. giant chunks of. That's what I'm against. Right. That's what I'm against is the big obvious chunks of onion. Mm-hmm. So we make this one of the options at yeah. the Lacquer Boutique. Yeah. Well, especially because. Valencia Street has I'm gonna mispronounce it probably but here's my best attempt at calling it Fritz which Fritz yes thank you <laughs> the, sorry I know you weren't really going for accuracy <laughs> no there, I so was I, just... as, as openly mocking yeah um, and and you know uh, once you have a Belgian themed restaurant you can you know the world's your oyster <laughs> anything is permissible it's true it's true and I, I'll be honest with you I like their fries yeah. And yeah. they've got sauces, right? It's, they've yeah. got the they have like 60 sauces yeah. or something. I mean, especially as a person who is anti-condiment, that does nothing for me. Right. I'm, I'm oh. there for the fries. So, in that case, where are you on Lutkers and... Cause it was sour cream. Sour cream and applesauce. Yeah. Which, I have to admit, I, it was only when I came to... Uh, well, shortly before coming to America. And, mm. you know, I've been... Uh, you know, okay, an amateur Jew rather than a professional Jew, mm. but definitely, and you know, quite committed amateur Jew for my entire life. And it was only when I got to my thirties that I realised this was a thing. I Which, the sour cream and applesauce. Both. You mean both. either? I, as I, an they, had, they were both introduced to me at the same time. Right. I see. Uh, I'm anti both of those. Really? Yes. Really? I, I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not into the idea of uh, my condiments are uh, papalote salsa, mm-hmm. guacamole, bacon. Or sriracha, or the uh, Trader Joe's Green Dragon hot sauce. Those are the only... a food. Yeah. I don't think that needs to be listed <laughs> yes. on the condiments. <laughs> but that's the only thing that I want to put on my on my foods. You know what I mean? Like if I'm going to smear something on there, I mean obviously bacon can't be smeared onto things. But any you know any Crumbled of those other up and sauces sprinkled on. Yeah. But that's but that's it. Like those, that's all I want on my. But I like that because that you're going for the pure means you can then. But hey, you're, so you don't want you don't want condiments. But you do you want variation in the lucker recipe? I mean, look, th- that's up to our customer base. Right. Right. Okay. The guiding hand of the free market will tell mm. us what to put in and on our lakas. Exactly. That. <laughs> the face sorry, the face, sorry, that face hurt. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. The sour cream coated guiding fist of the free market. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, so moving on. Moving on. Thank you, at least, as, as we depart, thank you, at least, for coming down, as I do, on the Lutka side of the Lutka versus Homantaschen debate. Uh, if you know Homantaschen are the, 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 the sweet triangular pastries that you have on Purim, which is the, 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 the one of the classic, you know, we... Um, they fought us, we beat them, let's eat Jewish festivals. Hell yes. I have to admit that I'm not so much, I'm not anti hamantaschen I'm just mm-hmm. more pro-latka. Mm-hmm. Potatoes, I mean... Fantastic. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, so... <laughs> moving swiftly on, <laughs> to, because this is obviously where I've been going the whole time, and, and I saw this, and, and so the, the idea name... Um, and, and I'm going to read both the idea name and well, everything on the line. The idea name is Raise Your Future Children in the UK. Mm-hmm. And the notes say, I quote, Americans love British accents. This may be the only way to get a leg up if you have an ugly child. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. I admire the strategy here. It's, it's true. I, it's, yes. I could swear we've talked about this before, and it may be just that I've thought about it. Yeah, no, we've definitely never discussed it on this podcast. It's possible I'm, you and I have had I may, this discussion. Or I, and I may have seen it on the spreadsheet and thought about it, but I may also have just thought about the possibility of raising children with an accent. No, yeah, no, I, th- I think about yeah. it a lot. I mean... And good manners. Yeah. That, that it, believe me, does not go hand in hand with British accent, but it, <laughs> it, it, what happens, it's the illusion of it. If kids say fuck you in an English accent, then somehow your brain just still... You think you've done something wrong, and yeah. you're being rightly chastised. I'm or so you think they're being charming. Yes, or, or, or that. that yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know what it is. Uh, I just yeah, the, the the British accent is like automatic. It's like a plus one. It's a plus five to charisma. It's it's true, and then this is the kind of um, and certainly especially explains the 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 remarkable modern success, continued success of the royal family, <laughs> um, despite everything they do. <laughs> um, the and this was one of the reasons. Certainly, it wasn't the main reason that that we came to America. So, so I should preface this explaining that that I have been in America for ten years mm-hmm. with my family, with my my wife who is also English, and my children. One of whom is English, and the other one is both English and American, having been born here. Mm-hmm. Now, the the my son, despite having been brought here when he was five months old has mm-hmm. somehow managed to grow to the age of ten mm-hmm. while still having an English accent Incredible. and this is so useful in so many ways in, in that it makes you know obviously if you're a parent you have to put up with your kids you know especially when you take them out to restaurants or, or whatever basically eating the furniture screaming smearing shit on the walls and if they are doing so in a charming accent then, then as you say it, it, it all gets so much more acceptable somehow and even when we you know going out even by myself in the evenings there, there is the, the, the English accent gives you plus five charisma plus twenty for intelligence somehow you know <laughs> clearly the just things that I'm saying right, exactly the, clearly the things that I'm saying are, are, are not actually being listened to um, but also and, and that that wonderful frisson of ambiguous sexuality um, perfect <laughs> so true <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, the idea I had basically was that you know, if if I had if I thought that my kid was going to turn out ugly, I would simply figure out a way to move to the UK and simply settle there believe- long enough for the kid to develop an accent and then move back home. I believe packing them off to boarding school is traditional. Ah, I see. Hmm. It's that. Oh yes, 
boarding school, especially, and, and as has been said many times, boarding school has, has shot up in popularity over the past ten years, <laughs> thanks to J.K. Rowling. <laughs> you know, this unfortunately, especially, you have loads of people sending because they, they the stories are, and I don't know how true these are, but the, the stories are that the, these kids arrive from abroad, and they come, and then they want to know where the Quidditch pitch is. <laughs> um, so, but... Boarding school generally as, you know, it's not the done thing, obviously, for, for, for raising a child in terms of ensuring that they have proper bonding time with the parents, proper, you know, being able to, to guide them and, and really enjoy the, the found, you know, the, the formal years of a child's life. It's not really, it, 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 these days especially, it's greatly frowned upon. And so that is so important to do that. Just get them the hell out of your house. <laughs> it's I can't tell you how much as a parent. Trend. Bring I, back the nineteen fifties. Bring back the nineteen fifties. Oh, I would like to be able to go out in the evening. <laughs> I would like to be able to have things that last for a month before being drawn on or broken or vomited over. And it's so charming with their little accents and they say, Daddy, please can I come home? <laughs> yeah. you no, you're doing you. so well. <laughs> You're making us so proud, Ernest. <laughs> I mean, it was obvious that child was going to turn out to be yeah. a bit odd-looking. A bit, exactly. And oh. so, 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 boarding school idea. I think that. Thank you. That that is a perfect way. So that so, there's some great stuff here. Unfortunately, I have terrible news. Mm. <laughs> the intelligence boost. Granted by the British accent, mm-hmm. suddenly expired about two months ago. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. don't know if you've been watching the news. Yes, yes I've oh, heard true. that was a. That's true. Yes. We're recording this in August. I'm returning, of course, to the events of of June. Yes, yes, that uh, yeah. Well, well I, here's the thing, though. I think that the kind of American who would be overly charmed by a British accent probably wasn't paying attention to Brexit. Right. I was paying complete attention. Overly charmed. <laughs> I would say overly charmed. You know what I mean? Like the kind of mm-hmm. person who believes they're suddenly speaking to royalty. Right. Mm. Like, you, you know, I mean, we, of course, are charmed by British accents, but not, I think, to an undue degree. I noticed you haven't given me any money yet. <laughs> so clearly you have some immunity. Well, it was going to be really awkward to ask for a refund at the end of the podcast. <laughs> yes. But so here's the question. Do you uh, have a recommendation for, like, a, a place that one should settle their children uh, long enough? To, like, is there a particular accent that you think would work best? Birmingham. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> The opposite. If there is a world opposite, if you drill through the globe from Birmingham or from Dudley, especially from Dudley, you know, you know, Dudley is to Birmingham what Birmingham is to the rest of England, um, then um, the uh, I always love there was a Lenny Henry routine about uh, Lenny Henry, great British comedian who came from Dudley and he said that you know the, the, the accents are different because Birmingham it sounds like alright alright I'm going and Dudley sounds like can I come too 
right, so not those places. Not not Birmingham, and probably all I I don't know. I I don't want to. You know, we we must try and, and unite desperately now more than ever, and so mm. I'm not going to slag off well, other places. How how better to unite than to slag off internal regions rather than, for example, the entirety of Eastern Europe? Oh well, the, yeah. It, that's true. So, so it's oh, yeah. It is tempting. It's a. I mean, certainly if we can slag off the one, fire. if we can, you know, certainly it, slag off the particular parts of Britain that are easy to detach, detach and float into the Atlantic. <laughs> right. Like so you know, you know, like Cornwall. Sorry, Cornwall. Yeah. Sorry, Cornwall. <laughs> yes. yeah. Listen. Well, look. We. I feel like uh, as Americans have collectively given up on the state of Florida. Right. So I feel like yeah. it's the same kind of thing. It, it, it's that exactly. I think Cornwall is Britain's Florida. Or oh, actually, no, Bur- Bournemouth. No, Bournemouth is Britain's Florida because it's full of old Jews. Um, and, and has a boardwalk. But actually, I've never seen Bournemouth Man no, on the BBC. No, Bournemouth Vice was never very popular on, <laughs> on, on British TV. Um, the, so, so, I know, but I realise the place that you actually want to to send them to mm-hmm. for this accent um, is 1954. <laughs> <laughs> because right. God knows, you know... <laughs> Alright. Yeah, it, it's not really these... I mean, the trouble is, honestly, I mean, the, the, the thing you've got to do, unfortunately, if you go... To, if, you, if you take them to Britain... It, well, okay... You've got the advantage of the exchange rate right now, which is, let's face it's it, amazing. coming from America is fantastic. Um, but I think the, the, possibly the trick to do is bring over some British refugees, hmm. you know, some, especially some, some particularly cultured British refugees. And if you, if you recruit people out of, you know, the classic, uh, you know, uh, the people who've just left Oxford... Mm-hmm. With a history degree, mm. and realise that they have no work mm. at all. Hi, mm-hmm. Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Right, but they've picked up thanks. Friend to, of mine. Right, exactly. Yes. There you yes. go. Uh, but thanks to be, having been immersed in in Oxbridge culture for four, like three or four years, have an amazing repertoire of of ridiculousness. Bring them over here. Um, use, give them a kind of British immersion, or possibly even the business British immersion school. We Britain. <laughs> right, and then have the kids go out and continually get positive reinforcement mm. from the way that people react when. Mm. And believe yes. me, mm. I've seen this when you have a cute-looking six-year-old kid who talks to the British accent. There ain't no shit they can't get away with, <laughs> and in fact, that you can't get away with by being with them. In. Incredible. Mummy said I could just eat all of them. Of course you can. <laughs> just imagining the kind of application you put together to get your child into the British immersion school. <laughs> Listen, my kid is not good looking. He needs this. He needs a he long needs. CV. Exactly. He he has he has a uh, flat nose, no chin. Basically, he looks like British aristocracy. Yeah, <laughs> that rabbities. <laughs> yes, exactly. He looks like a hundred years of inbreeding, or five hundred years of inbreeding. So, um, what is male privilege? The game show. Ah, oh god, I knew what this was. This was, uh, oh, okay. Nope, hang on. Are, are you are you competing by having male privilege in the game show? I think the idea might be that you get some dudes 
on the show, and whichever ones realize they have male privilege are rewarded. Ah. In some way, I do that in life. But but the, the, but the, like keep but but in a way that keeps the other contestants from also knowing. Like you have to put them in an isolated box. Mm. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. Mm. Or, or or the reverse. It's the reverse. Maybe you you get three white males and you release them into the wild and follow them with a camera crew. And whichever one can get away with the most outrageous shit. Uh, it well, wow. although that's the problem is that that would then reinforce that behavior. So. Yeah, I, d- but I don't. At know. least you know the thing about it is at least you're demonstrating that it's a thing that exists. Yeah, they have. There's a pot of money. Yes, and the more times they coast on their privilege, mm-hmm. the less of the pot they will get. Oh, inch- ooh, oh. So they oh. have to think about it. I see. Fascinating. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Wow. How do you? Wow! So, and especially because there's there's loads of times you can't help it. You walk into you know yeah a, a place oh, sure. and you're a white dude. That and I, and I think that that other people's preemptive reactions to you yeah. don't count. But for example, I've started catching myself driving like a crazy person on my scooter, and I realize that because I am a small blonde lady. Mm. Cops are much more likely to be like, oh, you be careful now. <laughs> and that that's my own co- privilege that I'm right. coasting on. And so having realized that, I get to hold on to that part of the pot of money. Right. Fascinating. Yeah, no, it's the kind of thing where, like, yeah, you send the white guy out with the camera crew, but then you also send an Asian guy or a black dude out. Right. And, like, to, to, yeah, right. to, to perform the exact same task. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, oh, but, oh, wow. Yeah. I like this idea. Well. And, I, 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 I think, it, it's, you know, it takes more than realizing it because the trouble is you may realize it but you still benefited. Mm-hmm. You know, I think mm-hmm. the idea of having the economic counterbalance to the advantage of privilege is a very interesting one. Yes. That's, I like it. Yeah. That, tracks pretty well with the uh, idea that we talked about in our last episode with you of the asshole tax honestly yes. <laughs> it does. there's an economic incentive right not that someone who is coasting on white male privilege is intentionally right. being an asshole necessarily no. more that assholes tend to coast on it aggressively right yeah well there's unaware but I think this is fascinating in, in the way that it requires consciousness Mm-hmm. Right, and so what you do strategically is you try and work out ways in which your white privilege is almost worthless or utterly oh, worthless. Mm. What are the contexts in which it is worthless? Right, and are there environments? I mean, this might be very interesting in terms of you know having to do that thinking. In which places is it? Which situations is it worthless? Are there communities that you can focus? Are there places you can go? Are there interactions you can have? That uh, I mean, I you know, being having been you know, um, an amateur but quite dedicated uh, white male for for <laughs> most of my life, um, I um, uh, I am fairly clueless about most of this. So I you know I could say well, I could I go into a you know vast, uh, 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 mainly black community what well, what would happen there would i the thing is if uh, i don't know does that is that something where my privilege would be elevated even more or is it something where i i i don't know that's and a good question. I'm, I'm obviously, uh, as the listeners will say, I'm astonishingly clueless. <laughs> so this would be very useful to me. I would watch this. I don't know how you would have tied that 
part to the economic privilege or economic uh, incentive. Oh, but wait, hang on, was this white male privilege or was this no, it was male privilege? But, but you know what? Probably it, male. Was, yeah, white, white. You could do it on a. Yeah, you could, there could be two versions can, of the show. You could have yeah. the intersectional version. Yeah, have yeah. Why not? Overlapping so, identities. Well, because I'm thinking like male privilege. Like, you know, this is the kind of thing where, for example, um, becoming a nurse. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Right. Although, how is it? I mean, I'm, I'm interested. In, I mean, I'm, I'm making an assumption that people tend to assume that nurses are female um, and, and that, that male nurses get a worse time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Do they actually get a worse time? I have no idea. To be I question. suspect they're much more often mistaken for the doctor. Right. Whereas ah, yes. women nurses are much more mistaken for. So women doctors a, are right yeah. with a lower degree than they have, and right. doctors are mistaken for nurses. Yeah, I. Mm. You know what? This is causing me to remember that I had a childhood friend in like elementary school whose mom was a doctor and whose dad was a nurse. Huh. Wow. Yeah, that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe we just do the game show as a like go out into the city and accomplish these tasks and do these things, and. Every time you coast on privilege, you're going to lose some money. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think it's a brilliant idea. Yeah, because yeah, there's the pot. You don't want to lose the pot. You no, it's it's mm-hmm. great. It's yeah. great. Excellent. You didn't need. If some... somebody could put up about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for mm-hmm. us, I think we can make this. Mm-hmm. I, that, and that's just the pot, obviously. Yes. We're going to need yeah. cameras. Uh, I think it's possibly one of the cheapest ideas we've had this episode. So, I mean, it's a lot cheaper than Meta Vegas, that's, that's or true. the British Immersion School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. fair. Do, 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 do. Is it time for terrible recommendations? I think it is time for terrible recommendations. Does, does anybody have uh, have a terrible recommendation for us? John, I know that you do. Okay, I have. I do have a terrible recommendation, which is you. Have you? We've been to those um, those cocktail bars uh, here in San Francisco, where every drink has at least one ingredient you have never fucking heard of. Mm. It's mm-hmm. a collection of... It's and a, a minimum of five ingredients. Yeah, it's yeah. a minimum of five ingredients, but one of them is... I mean, look, I've been... I'm, I've, I'm in my 30s. Mm-hmm. I've been drinking booze for a while. Mm-hmm. There is always at least one thing where it's like, I've never seen that word before in my life. I don't right. know what it is. I think that's pretentious. It's probably mm-hmm. an Amaro. Mm-hmm. So... I, so this is my idea, which is that, uh, or my terrible recommendation, which is that you should go into a cocktail bar like like of this type and order something that they cannot deliver you, which right. in this case is uh, is a drink that I'm just going to quote directly from the book. Uh, it's uh, this is a cocktail that uh, a character orders in the Player of Games oh. by the one and only Ian M. Banks. <clears throat> I'd like a double standard measure of stale and chilled Shungosterion warp wing liver wine, bottoming a mouth of white of fleerspin crouton spirit in a slush of medium cascalo topped with roasted weird berries and served in a number three strength to prolic osmosis bowl, or your best approximation thereof. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> the, the part that's lost, unfortunately, in this medium is your hand gestures as you're yes, explaining where exactly. the various parts of the drink that are. That would make it so <laughs> complete. I want to go... Are there, in fact, there's you know several of these incredibly wanky bars having seen recently. There's mm-hmm. one particular one in Soma that is... Yes. What's that word? The, the one with the bespoke cocktails? Uh... 
Oh yes, the, the two rooms. What's it called? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, it's got a lemmix everywhere. Yeah, and and everything is mechanical, and it's got a mixing giant yeah. bizarre mixing. It's machine right around the corner from the Center for Sex and Culture. Yes, which is relevant only in that's. And uh, it's it's it, it has clearly not picked up all the the positive vibes and coolness of that no glorious institution. Well, that's my Cascalo, <laughs> a slush oh. of medium Cascalo. No, that, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, not not large or extra large. You don't do Cascalo? <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. You don't. Uh... I, I I don't think it comes in large or extra large. <laughs> I think it comes in like extra strength. Uh, it's possible. Undercharred <laughs> and overcharred. <laughs> we, we don't know. <laughs> we, I mean, like, I would love to see somebody just attempt. To, yeah, I mean, like their best approximation thereof. Yeah, yes. exactly, exactly. Like, what would would they admit that they had never heard of any of those ingredients, or do you think that they would just go ahead and try? I think that was a bit over the top. But if you asked for a Cascalo float, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, just yeah, you yeah. pick one, you pick yeah. one thing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. I I have yet to try my terrible idea, but uh, odds are non-zero that I will do it before the year is out. It's it's vital. I think this, it's clearly the the you know. SF bartenders, the or mixologists, or whatever the fuck they call themselves now, have after realizing they got away with Fernet, yes, have just decided to go for broke. Fernet, the long con played on the people of San Francisco. <laughs> True. I told you it's always an amaro. Whatever it is, it's going to be bitter and made of herbs. <sighs> well. <laughs> on that cheerful note, how about some plugs? Uh, yes, uh, you can find me online at on Twitter. I'm at Ferocious J. The word ferocious, the letter J. You can find me on Twitter at Besha, B-E-S-H-A. You can also follow my reviews on Goodreads where I say things like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. I wasted three hours of my life on this fuck you. Amazing. That's beautiful. And how about you, Yas? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, at Yoz, Y-O-Z or Y-O-Z, but why would you want to? <laughs> For many reasons, sir. For many reasons. Thank you. This has been Idea Factory Giveaway. Uh, until next time, I guess if you do any of these ideas... Pay me in whiskey. I mean, money. Money. Mm. <laughs> money. We share the money. Money that you'll spend on whiskey? Yes. Yes. And, you know... Uh, have an excellent rest of your day or night as it were thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs>